Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Today's episode of Channel 33 is brought to you by SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor for my podcast, as well as the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. With just two taps on your phone, you can instantly buy SeatGeek tickets to an event, and you can enter that event just using your phone. No paper tickets. Drop your old ticket app. Use one that's built for 2016. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And now, without further ado, here is the masked man, David Shoemaker. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. This is a very, very special episode of the show the whole family should listen to together. I'm joined here today by one of America's great actors. Sure. Clark Duke. Yeah. How you doing, man? I'll take that. Thanks, man. Glad also a huge here. wrestling fan. I, yeah, I assume people know that. That's more important than the acting part for, for the podcast, probably. We were, uh, you, you're, I was trying, been trying to get you to come on the podcast for a while, but the, the, we started corresponding recently because you were, you got to just tell the story. You were home in Arkansas? <laughs> so, so I'm from Arkansas originally, and I was home for Thanksgiving, and while I was there, um, there is this local wrestling promotion out of Fort Smith, Arkansas, that airs on Saturday nights on, like, you know, Channel 42 or whatever. Sure. And called TCW Wrestling, Traditional Championship Wrestling. And first of all, it's fantastic. And I've just, done some, I can verify this, <laughs> I've done a whole lot of YouTube viewing since you texted me. I'm pretty psyched just to shout out TCW on the podcast here because they, they do have, like, YouTube videos and a website and stuff. But the, the reason that I emailed you about it was I was watching the show and they have a guy come out and he's dressed as Doink the Clown. Um, which, you know, there's been a lot of guys that have played Doink over the years yeah. in, like, various <laughs> stages. Um, but the guy, but then his name came up, and it didn't say Doink. It said Matt Bourne, which is the name of the original Doink the Clown, who who is deceased. Matt Osborne died in, in 2013, yeah. Yeah, you wrote in, you wrote an obit for him for Deadspin, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> correct. <That> I, <laughs> so, and I remember reading that, and that's why I immediately started texting you, like, hey... As the foremost, uh, you know, pro wrestling journalist in the field, <laughs> I need you to start looking into this because I'm bewildered. I have no, I have not been able, I have not had the time to source this yet or to figure it out. I know, I think Matt Bourne did indeed wrestle for for TCW, and there's very little for for. But this appeared to be new footage, man. This wasn't, I don't, this wasn't like a best of. Like he's fi- he was wrestling like their young guys that they have there, like. Yeah. No. I mean, okay. The, the, this is either they're that they're passing off footage from three years ago or four years ago as new. Or there's something really crazy going on. The it, it, but it fits that it's Doink in a weird way, right? Because there have been yeah, there's been some. Well, that was the thing. If it would have just said Doink, I would have been like, ah, oh, it's some, you know. There, there are like there are little like indications around the internet that WWE has officially licensed like three or five people to use the Doink gimmick on the indie scene. And really, I, I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody. They license characters out like that. Only Doink it seems to be the. <laughs> I don't really understand. Um, I'm sure there's some other ones too. But, but here's yeah. the reason it was scary to me, because uh, I started talking to my buddy Danny, who you know. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, we started, we started like, speculating maybe this is kind of like the uh, the Mandela effect, where, like, there's a lot of people <laughs> that remember Nelson Mandela dying, you know, in the 80s. But <laughs> oh maybe God. this is the same thing, where Matt Bourne actually, like, our two universes are colliding, and some of us clearly remember him dying. But maybe he's still but alive. But maybe he's still alive. First of all, that'd be great news if you were still alive. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it, it looks like he is based on TCW. 
Listen, we got. I got to do some research into this. If there's any Arkansas wrestling fans listening to this, please tweet me and and help me figure this out. This is uh, it's 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 super weird. I mean, again, if this is a gimmick where someone's working as Matt Bourne, know, aka that, it's Doink, so, that's in is really poor taste. Bonkers. Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, I don't even know if it ranks in the top five for pro wrestling poor taste. That's true. That's true. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, like Steve Kern, the Brooklyn Brawler. Didn't, like, Terry Taylor do it? Like, I, I, He's not on the Wikipedia page, as far as I recall, but the, but uh, Dusty Wolf, I think, is one of the guys who, who might have been doing it around Dusty TCW. Dusty Wolf sounds like, like your E-Fed uh, character. <laughs> exactly. Character Just name. an automatic name generation yeah. generator. <laughs> Uh, Ray Apollo was one of the one of the guys who one of the jobbers who did it in WWE for a while or the WWF for a while. But this is it's that's incredibly weird. Well, and I did a little internet research of my own as did Danny, and we you know we came up with nothing. Yeah, it's there's a there's a black hole here. Yeah, and their website's not helpful. I mean, maybe you call maybe you call the the president of TCW. I, may, I, may, I think I need to get on this. Yeah, the, yeah it's the the TCW and there's not a lot of like Facebook updates in the past couple of years. So it's it's you know that's the way these things go sometimes. <laughs> a, an indie promotion starts up and you know has a social media volunteer or something, and then right. it just then they're just running shows. But um, have you been to the have you been to a TCW show? No, I just stumbled on it. Uh, watching TV back it's, home. It's I, what I've seen online makes me makes me wish I could go see this stuff. It's, it's honestly great. There's a guy like the the heel manager uh, is like a, a 1920s newsman. Like he talks like this. See, ladies and gents, what you've just seen is the crown jewel of the Bradford Exchange. <laughs> and he wears like the hat and the suspenders t- the whole deal. <laughs> I, t- I, I think I feel like there were guys, I watched guys like that growing up in like Memphis wrestling. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's, there was a Jim Cornette YouTube promo for the company that yep. seemed very much like Jim Cornette was just rattling these off for yep. a bunch of different promotions. But. Tommy Dreamer's on there. I've seen, uh, and this is over the last like, you know, couple years whenever I go home, I watch it, but I've seen, I've seen Dreamer on there. I've seen, uh, I think I saw Matt Hardy on there. That would not surprise me at all. He was doing a lot of indie booking. This for was a while. pre pre magnificent current Matt Hardy. Oh, I mean, he's he's top notch now. Boyd Bradford is the manager you're referring to. Yep, that's him. <laughs> Double B. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's also a manager named Rich Rude who has his shirt off and looks to be in better shape than most of the talent. So yep. I don't I don't really. That's a a, a strange one. Lance Hoyt is listed uh-huh. uh, on on the talent roster. Um, there's a, there's a couple of interesting people on here. So yeah, Tommy Dreamer is actually listed as part of the active roster. Um, who knows when the last time this thing was updated was? But wow, I got Dreamer's cell phone number. I could text him and ask him about this. You should you should do that. Let's see if we can put. put okay, this we're, to bed. we're making we're, we're the investigation starts now. <laughs> that's my biggest name drop uh, of the day. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's that's probably the best one you're gonna get out of yep. me either. The uh, all right, well, I mean, I don't, I can't confirm whether or not Tim Storm is still the heavyweight champion of this promotion, but uh, he, he was as of three weeks ago when I watched it. Wow. Wow, this is this is too much. I'm overwhelmed. I really if the Mandela effect in wrestling have I mean there's there's a lot of I think there's a lot of way I mean if the Mandela effect has any uh, has any legitimacy to it, pro wrestling should be like the hotbed for. I mean I'm pretty sure I think that we just blew the whole thing wide open. This is our, you know, Berenstein versus Berenstein. If everything that I remember incorrectly about wrestling is evidence of an alternate <laughs> universe and this is there there's a lot here. I'm pretty sure the Brian Kendrick is uh is is a big fan of the Mandela effect. So I think we, I heard you talking about that on this show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's 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 um he he might be the foremost expert on wrestling in the Mandela effect. He lives in LA. We could probably get a hold of him. 
Yeah, man. When he's not on the road. Now that he's like yeah, that's one true. of the biggest <coughs> stars in WWE. Best dressed stars. Yeah, he does have some nice pants. Mm-hmm. Um, what the we're let's we'll circle back around to Brian Kendrick because we got a we had a raw brand pay per view coming up this weekend. Yeah. Um, Backlash Road to Back Road. Is that the again? Name of the I'm in favor of. I'm in favor of of a roadblock. Sorry. Yeah, roadblock. <laughs> I'm in favor if if all of the if all of the unnecessary pay per views are going to be roadblock colon something. Yeah. That's fine by me. Just go back to the in your house. Yeah. And give away houses? Is that part of the is that oh, part man. of the allure for you? That would be incredible. I watched that best of in your house DVD last whenever that came out a couple years ago, and yeah. the giving the house away thing is just the funniest deal in the world. It's amazing. I somehow went in a weird rabbit hole recently reading about how like fake game shows and like and like home remodeling shit, like everything they give you on TV is just a scam, and you end up losing money on well, it. You or have whatever. to pay taxes on it. Yeah. So like, if somebody wins a car and a boat, they usually have to sell the boat to like pay the taxes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure WWE didn't didn't factor in that when they were giving away the house. Probably not, no. <laughs> um, I'm gonna find uh, my after I after I figure out what's going on with the reincarnation of Matt Bourne, I'm gonna figure I'm gonna find the person who won the first house. The, uh, um, yeah, I, that's so weird. My mind is blown. If if I know if Matt Bourne coming back to life on any other week, Matt Bourne coming back to life would be the most shocking thing wrestling related that's happened but <laughs> but since I last recorded a podcast Linda McMahon has gotten a role in the in the the of the federal government I would hope so I mean she donated like 6 million dollars yeah, well I, <laughs> that's I don't, how pay for play works yeah exactly well you know let's not let's not make it sound like she's more <laughs> corrupt than a lot of the other people that have gotten cabinet posts um, I just think um you know the first president the first WWE Hall of Famer to be elected president it makes sense that that Linda would get a Get a position. The, the, the WWE, yeah, certainly has lionized Donald Trump over the years, mm-hmm. and and uh, but there's, just, I mean, listen, Linda, <coughs> by all accounts, is very, very smart and good and competent. Oh, and, yeah. and she could be this. She could be very good for this. So, you know, all due credit to uh, to Linda McMahon. But there's just something so perfect about Trump. Do you think he'll be a mania this year? You think he'll come? No, there's Trump? no way. But but they've had like I remember they've had like the pre-recorded videos of presidents like giving messages before like on their shows and like the well, tributes had- to the troops and stuff. They got to get at least a video from Trump, right? Oh yeah, the tribute to the troops is is that this week? Isn't it's next Monday, right? Am I don't I know. There's so many shows, man. I don't know. Um, wrestling at this point, like the way I watch wrestling, because it's on every night. Yeah. And some ex- it's kind of like the way I watch like basketball games. Like it's just sort of on in the background on all the TVs in my yeah. house. Like my house, I have TVs in every room. It's like a Buffalo Wild Wings kind of thing. <laughs> like even in the bathroom, <laughs> kitchen. In the bathroom for real? Yeah, yeah. Both bathrooms got TVs. But yeah. do they have separate remote controls, or is there yeah. a system where they're all showing the same thing, so you can like never stop watching? Each Monday bathroom Night Raw? is connected to the corresponding bedroom. Um, so like. All right. There's like three, I guess, separate boxes in the whole house. Okay. But you can put it all on the same channel, yeah. This is a lot of televisions. I'm very into this. Yeah. Um, Very tasteful, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wrestling on in every room of your home is probably the most tasteful way you can possibly go. But I I agree. Like, I do, like, I watch a lot. Um, West Coast time is a weird thing, too. Like, I got home yesterday at, I got home yesterday at, like, 6... And I was just like, well, it's like if I if I turn on the East Coast feed, I'm right in the middle of SmackDown. And I like then, it or, coming then, on at eight. I, I try. I don't. I don't watch the East Coast. Yeah, I only. I, I mean, I, when I first moved out here, I, I did every time, and I was like, I'm going to tweet about it. And then, but I was just like working so hard 
Like I would be doing other work while I was doing it and I would think, oh, I'll go back and watch the later yeah. time or I'll watch it on Hulu. And sometimes I do, but sometimes, yeah, you just like, I realize I just kind of like, my eyes blurred during half the show and I and I don't really remember. Yeah, I you know, I got it on a lot like making dinner, that kind of thing. I mean, I don't have to watch it for work like you do, so I don't have to watch it as closely. Well, no, I mean, the worst thing about watching it for work, and I and I, I love it, but the worst part about it is that some of the, like, some of the, the wrestling I want to watch most, be it like Lucha Underground or even NXT right. or whatever, is the least essential to what I do. Yeah, totally. So, like, I, I'm, you know, it's, there's not a lot of, uh, I, I end up having to watch like 10 hours a week if I want to watch all the stuff I want to watch. Um, but so anyway, best of best best luck to Linda McMahon. I was just gonna say it's just perfect that Trump just like found went out and found like the last living Carney family and yep. like put one of them in his in his cabinet. Um, but yeah, it's a. I mean, oof. I'm not gonna get too deep into the politics of WWE. <laughs> but there's a lot of political stuff this week. There was there was also a great article in Vice uh, last week about the WWE business empire. Which if people listening this haven't read, if you somehow haven't been. Uh, stumbled across that on Twitter or whatever. You should check it out. It's it's really good and really interesting. And there's a lot of, a lot of stuff about the inner family politics of the McMahon clan. About really, Shane's like about Shane stuff. Yeah, um, that's the best. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it, it wouldn't. There's nothing in it that's like that's like jaw dropping. But it's just that you that we interact with this every week on right. television. And they sort of dance around it and make it storyline. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, it's really, I mean, that's what makes wrestling interesting, like, for the largely just, you know, I mean, overall, is that this dancing the fine line between what's real and what's not, Well, that's always the best stuff, when you can kind of, like, when they do something so great that it makes you suspend disbelief. Yeah, and when you as a viewer can talk yourself into it possibly being real, even if you know logically that it's not, it's like, wow, that chair shot looked really really painful or whatever. Um, But yeah, man, I mean, there's, there's, uh... I, we were talking about politics. A couple other things I want to touch on before we get to Roadblock. Uh, did you see this tweet that, that Kofi Kingston sent out? That I don't have this Twitter. Huge thing? You don't have Twitter don't at have all? Twitter. I don't have Twitter. How do you communicate with your <laughs> legions of fans? I don't. It's wow. great. That's you're, you're living the dream, man. Yeah, man. I just walk around oblivious. Um, so it's Sorry a, I keep coughing. There's no mute button in here. Nah, it's okay. Cough all you want. This all is right. a ragtag operation. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Kofi. What did he tweet? What happened? Fill me oh, in. no, sorry, Big E. Kofi, Kofi tweeted the response. Big E tweeted a picture of uh, Rich Swan, The New Day, and Sasha Banks, a, twi- a picture of them all together with their belts, and the hashtag Black Excellence. Now, is if, that controversial? Uh, one would think possibly not, but... Uh, Why is it controversial? The, the fir- the, uh, maybe you wouldn't be too surprised. Well, you're not on Twitter a lot, so right. whatever. But, uh, <laughs> is everything controversial? Everything is, that, is yeah. controversial is the answer, but the, but the answer, but, but the, the, some of the first responses to it were, if this was, white, if this was hashtag white excellence, <laughs> you would see it as being racist. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, somebody else said... Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, it just repeats the same thing, um, conflating conflating it with white supremacy, and this is—I mean, absolutely, absolutely insane stuff. And then, I'm so happy for Rich Swan, by the way. I remember like talking to that guy at, at PWG uh, like two or three years ago, and just such a cool dude. There's, n- yeah, and he's great. He's so good. The only thing is, I just would give anything if he could. His entrance music could be "All Night Long" by Lionel Richie. Yeah, because that was the single greatest entrance I've ever seen, and the crowd singing along. There's some things that, um, I and mean, they sort of tried to replicate it a little bit. With his, no, they tried very yeah. hard, but that, but yeah, I mean, at some point, it's 
he he's not CM Punk yet. They're not going to go right. Yeah. They're not going to cut a check to Lionel Richie. Wish they would have. Um, I'm sure when they signed him, they didn't have any idea that he was even going to get this far. I mean, like he's just yeah, he's, he's he's one of the quintessential guys who um, you don't even realize that he has the potential. I mean, you see, I saw him on the Indies too. He was great, and I loved him. But yeah, yeah. I just watched him. I was just like, it's too bad a guy like him will never get a <laughs> right. shot. And, and, then, and the same with Cedric Alexander, like yeah. who's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, totally true. And but it's not until they got in the WWE ring and you just see them. I mean, it takes thirty seconds, and you're just like, oh wow, this could be a real thing. I actually, I, this is probably going to be controversial. I'm not a big fan of the the cruiserweight division. No, because <laughs> like the guys that we're talking about that are great, like those two guys and Kendrick, um, they would get over just fine without saying how much they weighed. Because, like, they don't, like, standing next to, like, Jericho, they don't really look that different. I mean, yeah. right? I, I a, mean, some of the guys, like the British guy with the mustache. Gallagher, uh, Gallagher, Gallagher. Yeah. I mean, he looks like, he looks a little tiny. He looks tiny. He looks a little tiny. But some of these guys, like, like Cedric, I mean, he had to lose, like, all the, a bunch of weight just to even, like, get in it, sure. right? Like just let that dude go. Like, like I, listen, I I don't I don't disagree with you. I like the idea of the. I, I just li- worry it's going to end up being a stigma for them. The the cruiserweight thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it certainly <coughs> like it makes it so that let's just say that Rich Swan is so transcendent that he's headlining WrestleMania and some yeah. underdog story in a year you know year and a half from now. Um, that's going to be the only slot open for a cruiserweight coming out of the division and like making it to the top, right? I mean, it's like I don't you, know. I mean, it's they, like your Rey Mysterio or you're a guy that that WWE <laughs> didn't sign when they bought WCW. But I mean, a lot of the like Eddie Guerrero was a cruiserweight in WCW. Yeah, he, I mean, he also got like super creepy yeah. jacked looking. But um, I mean, I think part of the, I mean that's part of what's going on is that we're in a transition period just in terms of wrestler sizes. And I used to always yeah. say I used to always say on on uh, on Cheap Heat that like I needed to see a guy standing next to Randy Orton in the ring before <laughs> right. I could tell you if he was going to work or not. Right. Um, Where are all the giant guys? Like the guys like like tugboat looking motherfuckers. You know what? I, like, <laughs> like, like like what happened to just the big? Well, we have like, Ron Strowman. Yeah, he's terrifying. But I mean, I, I guess I'm asking where are the fat guys. Like where where are those guys? Do they just not? They've had a few of them in NXT. I mean, there have been a couple of like just brawny fat dudes yeah, that come up. But I think they weren't that. They weren't like what I'm looking for. I'm talking about just a mountain of a man. Yeah, know? that's a really good question. I I saw a picture of Tugboat the other day, and he still looks like that. Like he still looks like I would be scared if he was walked if he walked up to you in spandex and saying that <laughs> you would run. Or you if know? he walked up to me in anything like a tuxedo. Yeah. Um. Or or just like like a King Kong Bundy. Just like like where are these just like monstrous dudes at? I don't know. It's really interesting. I mean, I think that, like... Are they all playing football? Do they not exist? I think some of them play football. I think that there's... I think that there's probably more of a premium on... Athleticism. Like, on <laughs> athleticism. No, not just in wrestling, but, like, if you're going to go to the gym four, day, four or five days a week... Right. Then you're looking at other guys who are, like, chiseled, and you're not yeah. just like, oh, I can just bench a lot. But I don't want know? everybody to look like personal trainers. I want, I want to have a... I want to have like the weird. Well, we're in a better fate. We're in a better spot for that now than we were, you know, ten years ago yeah. or even five years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, but it's totally true. There's different sizes. I mean, like the the, the cruiserweight guys could feasibly, you know, just be regular guys. But this is the way they're going to get. This is the way they're getting the, you know, getting the opportunity. And so hopefully it'll work out for the best. I guess but like, so. But is it working? Because I feel like they're not wrestling a different style at all. 
That's the problem. Right like now. that's the big like if they came out and it looked like a like a Ring of Honor match or something, be like, okay, that's different. But I mean, right now they wrestle the exact same style as everybody else. They're just weigh like thirty pounds less. It's true. I'm I'm hopeful for for Roadblock because we have a triple threat. I mean, who knows? I, mean, I'm, I can keep holding out hope forever. But like you know, the triple threat is a little bit more in the kind of PGW wheelhouse. Yeah. Like the, the, the the sort of wrestling that we've been holding out that yeah. we've been hoping for. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think that's true. I was just gonna say, like, I, I used to always say, you put a guy next to Randy Orton to see what he looks like, and and a couple weeks ago, Randy Orton and and Chad Gable were in the same ring, and Randy Orton looked like two Chad Gables like <laughs> right. on each other's shoulders. Yeah, you know? he's tall. Um, he's he's an enormous dude, and and Gable, I mean, there's there there are a lot of people like Gable who've come up through the tag ranks, still in, I mean, tag ranks in in NXT right now, who are much closer to the cruiserweight uh, weight class. Yeah. Um, but I think the tag, you know, the tag division is another way to get them up on the main roster. I agree with you, man. I mean, there's, I mean, I, I, Cedric is is absolutely amazing. He's he's you know impresses the hell out of me all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, and, uh, wait, what? Why why are we talking? About, oh, because of know. the because of the biggie the, because of that biggie tweet oh, that right. somehow be, got controversial. Um, and uh, it I, doesn't I, seem that controversial, man. I don't... No, but but it, but it was controversial enough that that Kofi Kingston had to. Came out and like released a statement that basically said, um, you know, uh, it's not about it's not about black is better than white or whatever. It's just a, it's a it says. I mean, the, the, to quote him, he says it matters because even though it's hard for some to fathom, the fact is that there are many people who feel as though it's impossible to attain certain goals because of the color of their skin. Um, and he's talking about just like how they're they're setting positive a positive example. It seems like the most obvious thing in the world. Just a weird, weird. Was state that of, a pre-existing hashtag? Like, is that a? Or did they make it up? I have no up? idea. I don't either. Um, but you know, now that Donald, as soon as Donald Trump becomes president, all the, all those hashtags are <laughs> out the window. Um, he disinvited. He disinvited Twitter from his tech conference, his tech summit today. Like, no one can from Twitter can go. It's all the big CEOs, and well, we don't why did he disinvite Twitter? Twitter because like got him elected. Yeah, that's insane. Apparently, they refused to do a like a Hillary, like a, a lock up Hillary, like emoji, <laughs> custom emoji or something, and he's still holding a grudge. That but sounds like, like it sounds like a bit. It's not, he's like I don't the even... world's most famous Twitter user. I know it's that's, crazy. He's really biting the hand that that feeds him. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, that's enough. That's enough. Trump. We'll we'll save it for when he appears at WrestleMania. It would be really truly great. All politics aside, if Trump was. If Trump was like in the skybox at WrestleMania, oh, like yeah. like Obama going to a Final Four game yeah. or something, you know, it's like this is Donald Trump's this is Donald Trump's Super Bowl. I think like instead of going to the Army Navy game, Trump should have went to whatever the Raw versus SmackDown pay per view is called, <laughs> uh, bragging rights or whatever. That would be really great. <laughs> see where see see which see which side Trump aligns with. Uh, yeah, well, he's president... got to stay neutral. He's the president. You know, he's just there. To, he's just there to have a good time. That would be great if yeah. he if he like had a raw T shirt and Melania had a SmackDown T shirt <laughs> and they were just sort of posing. That'd be that'd be really good. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the one the only other thing that that I was thinking of when I saw this was there, like the other. This is a totally different sort of politics uh, than than black excellence outrage, which is just so, totally insane. But I'm I'm so obsessed right now with demolition because they are like the biggest heel on Raw. Just by the, but I mean now now but now it's over, right? Now they it's beat over. Them, yeah. Well, as of the time we're recording this, I think it's formally over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the new days officially lasted longer than demolition, and it's it reminded me of the thing where like every, there's all these conspiracy theories that Marvel Comics is trying to kill the X Men. The comic oh, they books are because they don't. I believe See, that. This is your Mandela effect. Yeah. 
But no, but it's like, but they but they keep publishing the comics and they keep like uh, rebooting them and they've, they keep. They've been terrible for like years. They, they're trying to push the Inhumans and make them the X Men. Like it's it's awful. But the storyline, the Inhuman storyline, involves the X Men. Like it's not like they're they're just shoving them to the side. Yeah, they're but just, they're, they're just trying to like get get some shine off the X Men, like because nobody gives a shit about the Inhumans. This is true that no one gives a shit about the Inhumans. That's that was sort of yeah. their, that was their gimmick for a long time in w, in uh, in Marvel comics. But they're there's they're better now. The, the reason why I bring this up is because. There's this the, the conspiracy. Th- I'm not going to say conspiracy theory because it's not crazy. But the I, but the conventional wisdom was that they're going to let the new day win the def, you know have the record for the tag ti- for tag title reign right. because demolition is like locked in a long lawsuit with WWE. What is the lawsuit over? I don't even remember, it, okay. man. And the and and th- because of that. Like that's why they're taking. I mean, that's why they they're desperate to like have the new day. So right. they, won't, they won't have to say the demolition is the longest. But right. they've mentioned demolition ten times an episode for the past two. Like if if you're actually trying to right. pretend demolition doesn't exist, you're doing it the wrong way. I just don't. it feels like they're trolling demolition to me at this point. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know if trolling. I don't. I don't know if trolling really has anything to. I mean, I guess I take that back. WWE I mean, why is like does everybody lose in their hometown? Like that's they're totally about trolling. That's so yeah. So it's, Bloomberg's actually reported on this, but WWE has been sued by dozens of retired wrestlers who are claiming that WWE is responsible for neurological injuries they suffered uh, from years of wrestling. I mean, yeah, Axe was like fifty-five years old when he got signed by WWE, so I'm not sure that they're solely responsible that true? for that. He was he was an older dude. That's why they brought in Crush because he was like. Beyond wrestling age, pretty like pretty soon. Um, I could just do a whole episode on demolition. They were just like, what a great, like what. First of all, a, a total gimmick ripoff of the Road right. Warriors. Totally, but, but just, kind of they look more like Kiss. Yeah, oh sure, they look like like S and M. Although early Road Warriors were very S and M before oh, yeah. they got the big shoulder. They pads. were like leather daddies. For, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just yeah. I mean, demolition. Talk about two scary guys, especially Axe, because you could tell he was like fifty years old. Right. Like he was just like a really but that's, strong. There's nothing dad. scarier than like a grown man. You know what I mean? Like that's that, what I mean. Yeah, like that it's grown so scary. man strength. Yeah, a grown man who's like in briefs <laughs> with like leather yeah. and studs. Yeah. Um, I Grease mean, paint. He's clearly, clearly a crazy person. <laughs> um, and Mr. Fuji, uh, who died earlier this year, right? And God rest his soul. He's a really. I mean, there's that. Those guys are. I mean, they're absolutely legends. And I'm just, uh, all of this is to say, I don't think, WWE may very well be trolling Demolition. I don't think they're trying to pretend they never exist because How they're doing the opposite How incredible would it have been if the New Day came up one day short of the record? Like, I kept kind of thinking maybe they would do that because it'd just be so funny. Yeah. Well, didn't the same thing happen? I feel like I fantasy booked this when Nikki Bella was going for, like, the Divas Championship record oh, I or whatever. she got it. She did. but I Because they were trying to, like, erase AJ... Yeah, well, the that's record, the other. Right? It's always there's always the cons- yeah. there's always the the conspiracy theory that or whatever the theory that they're that they're trying to spite somebody else by doing this. Now maybe they just want. The, I think maybe Occam's Razor would dictate that it's more important than just to be able to say these are these guys who are on TV today are sure. the longest reigning champions of all time. But it seems like the logical next step now is to immediately have them lose the belts because they've got the record. And, like, there's no storyline for the tag team division on Raw because, like, everybody that challenges, like, they've essentially ruined the club yes. by having them, like, not be able to win for a year or yeah. however long they've been feuding with them. Uh, eight, they've been feuding, like, eight or nine years, uh, right? The, the, title, the, the, the title is never a cure-all, but it's, uh, but it, yeah, you can definitely retroactively fantasy book that, you know, it would have been beneficial for the club just to grab the titles immediately and hold them for six months. Yeah. Or, and I think the New Day would be way more exciting kind of fighting from underneath, too. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the New Day's, uh, this is, I think it's more than just the title. I think the New Day's in, at that spot now where, I mean, I guess we can, they're probably on a holding, pa- everything's on a little bit of a, a gimmick holding pattern until WrestleMania, but right. we're at that spot where they have to figure out what the next phase is. I don't think it has to be a dramatic change. I just think, you know, it can't just be more of this for another year. But what's, yeah, because it's like they were building all these storylines and all these challengers, like the, like the Sheamus and Cesaro thing and like the club, but then they can never pay off the story because these guys couldn't lose because they had to beat this record. Were they going towards Owens and Jericho versus the New Day before Owens had to get shotgunned into the title? Or no, I guess that <sighs> I wouldn't have happened. So. No, I'm, I'm I'm conflating things in my head. But the but I mean I think I that would th- be great though. I'm a big fan of like the Orton Bray Wyatt like uh like two like love it two stars yeah. forming a tag team thing. I think it's great. Orton and Bray Wyatt like the 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 parallel that I can never quite make work is I, whenever I see Orton and Bray Wyatt is uh. Rick Root before ravishing Rick Root <laughs> in the NWA t- in the in, in like North, in the Carolina territories. Rick Root and Manny Fernandez were a tag team, and Manny Fernandez was just like like acts of demolition, just like strong right. dad with a mustache, and he was like a hairy chest, and he was like scary as hell. And Rick Root was just this. I mean, he was he was a little bit smaller, I think, than his WWE. Yeah, just amazing. An Adonis. Um, what were they called? They're called like the fearsome twosome or something like that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's like I love that look. It's just such a cool thing. And yeah. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be if they if if now if the move now is just to. I mean, maybe it's tag team or champ versus champ at WrestleMania because that could it's be just. Cool. I've said it before, but it's there's so many titles now that WrestleMania is either going to be all title matches or they're going to ha- or, or a title. You know. Well, they already did the Wyatt's versus New Day. They did the same the same kind of thing That's with true. them. They've already kind of blown through that. You're right. You're right. But I'd be more interested in that for WrestleMania than seeing two different. I mean, even though I'm excited to see American Alpha finally get their shine. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't having know if two tag team championship matches on Mania is going to be kind of exhausting. But the show's already like seven hours it's long. It's going to be so long. Um, I'm, I'm already. Yeah. I'm already. Are you going this year? Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. It's Orlando, right? Um, yeah, the lovely Orlando, Florida. <laughs> um, are you going to go? Ah. Uh... I don't know. I've only been to one. I was at uh, Phoenix, which was was that twenty six, maybe. Yeah, it was Undertaker. I, I it was never do. HBK I can't do years, Undertaker. It, yeah, uh, last match, and it was fantastic. But I I went because we were guest hosting Monday Night Raw the next night. Me and Cordry were promoting Hot Tub Time Machine, so like I got to go that like WWE like flew us there and put us up, and we yeah. had to like hang out backstage and do the whole thing. But I don't know. If I want to go, like, just deal with all the logistics myself, almost. It's a lot of logistics. It's a lot, man. It's I mean, it's a hundred thousand people. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's so boring to hear me talk about it because like I it, it's also it's I sound like the biggest I'm, asshole. Probably, no, I, right but now. like, and that's why I don't talk about it that much too. It's <laughs> like I like I I miss just thinking about. It, I already miss Rosenberg because he would just like get the schedule together and just be like, "This is the party we're going to. This them, is where we're yeah. going." You know, and I would just follow him around for three days. And he probably would call WWE and publicists and make them deal with all of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, he usually he he does work for them sometimes. So like, yeah. Oh we, yeah, he's he, on the put him up in the talent now. hotel and whatever. He's not doing. Sam Roberts is doing the next one. He just announced. So they're alternating. I think they're just cycling in all of the uh, all of the all the, the professional York. broadcasters who are who are wrestling <laughs> fans. Um, and they should. It's a good look. It, it really felt better with with an actual broadcaster doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that like Renee is an actual broadcaster. Yeah. But to have when you have four people on there to have. Uh, I think it's cool just having like a somebody that's totally. <clears throat> I mean, they're not like objective, obviously, but but somebody that's from outside the company. Sure. Um, 
I, I think so too. It definitely it has a, a sort of weird air of legitimacy, which is hard to come by in the pro wrestling world. That's the main thing I miss the most about like is just like the presentation of it being more of a, a like a live sporting event. Like that was what I always thought was so great about Nitro. Yeah, was that Nitro felt like. It felt more like a live event you were watching and less like a TV show. That's what's so great about the old, when you go back and watch old, like, Gorilla Monsoon, uh, like, the old matches that Gorilla Monsoon called on the network or whatever. Like, you're almost, you feel like you're watching it through a haze of cigarette smoke, you know? Like, it's just, it feels like you're at a fight. And I don't know, I'm not the biggest boxing fan in the world, but I love going to boxing fights. I don't even know who the guys are in the ring half the time, but it just feels like the vibe. Yeah, yeah the vibe is great. I mean, that's like the, that's like Conor McGregor's whole mystique is sure. he's figured out a way to make it feel like a big fight. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do a quick break here for uh, before we get to our roadblock preview. I need to thank today's sponsor, which is TuneIn. The Ringer Podcast Network is available right now on TuneIn, and while you can listen to every episode on the TuneIn Audio app for free. TuneIn right now is giving listeners 20% off its premium subscription for a limited time. You can catch the home calls of your favorite sports team at home or on the road. Every play, every team, every game. You love sports. I know you do. Fake sports, but also real sports, right? You'll love TuneIn Premium. Plus, with TuneIn Premium, not only will you get to hear your favorite sports teams live, you'll also get to hear commercial free music from around the world and unlimited access to every audiobook in the library, live or on demand. So go to TuneIn.com right now, forward slash The Ringer. That's TuneIn.com forward slash The Ringer to get TuneIn Premium at 20% off. Download the TuneIn app and subscribe today. Back to the real, back to fake sports. I actually am contractually obligated to mention my own personal sponsor while we're here, too. Go right ahead. Um, Miller High Life. Are you being serious? No. <laughs> that would be so great if that were true. Yeah, I, my, you I would, can't I see would it, never but I'm let you all, leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I was just wearing all high life gear right now. That's that's that would be so awesome. Um, so we got a pay-per-view this weekend. Every um, weekend. Every weekend. It, it is a weekend, so there's a WWE yep. pay-per-view. Um, Roadblock colon end of the line. Um, I last last or what two, two days ago we had a TLC with um with, on, on the on the Smackdown side and I love TLC like I, I enjoyed just, TLC a lot I, yeah. start to finish that was a beautifully constructed pay-per-view mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the whole thing anybody that doesn't like is not on board with Ellsworth like I think me and you were saying this the other day like yeah. I, I don't understand anybody that's not on the Ellsworth bandwagon yeah he's the greatest it's that's totally he he's he's so so good um, that said, when you look at the, the the lineup, when you look at the card for this coming roadblock, this is like everything I could want out of a raw pay per view. You got to run down the card for me. I don't okay. have any notes. We'll just run through this really quickly. I mean, I'll, I'll just name the fight. But if you have, if you want to touch on any of these feuds, because they're all there are a lot of really good ones. Um, Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman. Yeah, that'll be fun. So is the Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman, like, is the stipulation he's got to last, like, 10 minutes? Because I feel like they kept hitting that pretty hard. It's a 10-minute time limit. Like, that's but what all is they're it? giving But that's a him. weird, like... I think that it must be a setup for, like, if Sami like Zayn... It goes to a draw? Yeah, he's going to last. Yeah. He's going to get demolished, but he's going to last. Right. It's been a really weird storyline, not weird, interesting storyline just in the sense that like the first half of it was Braun Strowman demanding competition and to, to Mick Foley and the second half is Mick Foley or Sami Zayn demanding Braun Strowman. Right. Like Mick Foley is very involved in this on both sides. Um, I don't know where it goes because I don't see like it's not going to be good for whoever loses, you know, because they should not let Braun lose ever at all 
And is it just going to be like one more like brick wall that Sammy hits and doesn't go anywhere from it? Like I I, uh, I I'm I'm very interested in this too. So the outcome yeah. of the match, it's, the more interesting part is what they do. The tease about trading him to SmackDown, uh, I'm sh- I don't know. I have no reason to believe it was based in anything, but that's immediately where my my mind goes. Like if he lasts. I mean, there are a lot of reasons to put Sami Zayn on SmackDown. It seems like he would fit better there. Yeah, uh, they can use some baby faces on SmackDown. They need to get him away from Kevin Owens for a while. You know, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, didn't they wrestle last week or was they that two a, weeks yeah, ago? Last week, it was great. But I, but those guys shouldn't have touched for like two years. I feel like. Yeah, which may, well, that's another. If you want to add to this, my own personal conspiracy theory, more evidence that they're going to pull him apart for a little while. But, Maybe. But if I mean, I have no idea if that's where they're going to go. But I could imagine. Sami Zayn lasts for ten minutes, but gets destroyed, and Mick Foley, out of the kindness of his heart, trades him to SmackDown. But I don't. But I got the feeling after after this week's Raw that he doesn't actually want to go to SmackDown. It was just he like doesn't. A, Foley doesn't want to send him. But I'm, yeah. so yeah, that's storyline wise. I guess my idea doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, then this is actually a really exciting match because we're curious to see what the outcome is. A- absolutely. Like this is what I was trying to explain to like um, like my girlfriend is you know never watched wrestling, um, but I was congratulations. Like, that's great. Right? Yeah. Well, she is now. But uh, you know, because it's always on all the TVs. <clears throat> but but, you but can't I was, get away from it. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go to the bedroom and close the door. But there's wrestling nope. on in every room. But I was trying to explain like that. Really, I'm like <laughs> the way that we watch it is sort of more to see like what the storyline will be. Yeah. Like I'm more curious to see where they're gonna go with it. Like how they get themselves out of the situation yeah. than I am. Who wins or loses? Sami Zayn. The, so the storyline is Sami Zayn proving that he's worth. He, well, the the threat was he was going to be traded for Eva Marie, and yeah. he said, "I'm worth a thousand Eva, Mar- Eva Marie." Was that the quote? Yeah. I, it's, yeah. I just love that. I don't know why. That's great. I immediately started thinking, like, would you rather? It's like the like the duck sized horses <laughs> or the horse sized ducks question. Like, would a thousand Eva Marie sized Sami Zayn's be? I don't even know. Um, we touched on this earlier. The triple threat match for the cruiserweight title: Rich Swan versus T.J. Perkins versus the Brian Kendrick. Um, I feel like Rich Swan is just the the king of this division. Um, I could see it going back to Brian Kendrick, but I, like I, I don't. I'm just excited to see the match. I, like you said, I think the the fact that it is a triple threat will make it hopefully stylistically more exciting than the other like identical cruiserweight matches they've been having for however many months now. Yeah. I haven't watched the the cruiserweight show at all. Two hundred five. Is it any good? Yeah, is I it mean, is it stylistically different than the matches on Raw? The the wrestling style is 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 different, but it it's it feels like it's hopefully it's arcing in the direction of being more different. Yeah, it's pretty safe, but the vibe feels like a sort of. Is it like the Cruiserweight Classic? Because the Cruiserweight Classic was like no, it's much more storyline. It feels more like they're trying to do. It feels a little bit like a watered down Lucha Underground right now. Like they're trying, like oh the, really? The, like they're trying to go all in on the backstories and stuff, but like there's a lot of just like. You know, promo packages with, yeah. with wrestlers' histories and 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 like you know, just with the, the, the whatever's getting them in the ring to fight this other guy. Um, it do, there, there's really not that's that's over saying it. It's not watered down, but it, but it's if if they were if if they were trying to do Lucha Underground and put it through the filter of WWE, that's, this is sort of how it would feel. Right, and it, maybe it's going to go further in the direction of an indie style. You know, as, as time goes on, um, it's definitely worthwhile. Like I enjoy watching it. Like I enjoy watching. NXT when there's not like a like a champion that I'm in love with, you know, it's like right. a cool fun show to watch. You know, it's just I not think always... NXT is kind of the most fun when it resets every so often. Yeah, it's true. No, it's and it's it's really cool right now where there's I mean, it's nuts 
Did you go to the show that was over here at the Palladium? Dude, I didn't know about it. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. I, did like, they, did they advertise it at all, or like, I mean, I, I don't even. I live know. like a mile away. <laughs> the, but it, but it's weird to be at a show where it's like, you know, like Oscar's like the the reason why I'm showing up. But yeah. Not weird. It's like I, when I realized that like I'm there because of the revival Oscar. It's just like wow, this is like a new era of wrestling here. You know, I bet that was great. Yeah, I'm bummed I missed it. The that. venue was the best part. I mean, the wrestling was great, but just be, I just love. I'm such a weird venue snob. Um, all right. Uh, oh, the, the pre-show match that we skipped over was Big Cass versus Rusev. I'm not quite sure why that's, that's the pre-show. Pre- that's how it's listed on the Wasn't Wikipedia. that the main event of Raw? Yeah, well, you know, Raw's been doing a good job of giving everything a little shine. But, um, yeah. It I feels mean, like Raw switched their format, though, that the main event is actually at 10. It does And then there's another right. hour of, of show. Yeah. And maybe that's deliberate, you know? I mean, they've, people have been complaining about the three hours forever. It's pretty unbearable, the three hours. It's tough. It's a lot, unless you're just, you know... It's on the background while you're doing other stuff. Yeah, uh, that's why it's on the background. What, do you think big? Do you think this Rusev uh, versus Cass and Enzo feud is going to keep going, do you, or is this is this just like a like uh, a weird treading water moment for both? I mean, who cares? Like, yeah, I don't know. Did you? They're all great. I just like I don't know where this goes. Of like Enzo tr- keeps trying to like sleep with the dude's wife so now his friend has to fight the guy like yeah it's, a, it's like where does it go in some in some ways it's very on brand for Enzo <laughs> and Cass in kayfabe like this seems like the sort of thing that those guys would get themselves mixed up in my but. biggest takeaway from the the segments over the last couple weeks was uh that Enzo had the new Jordan Space Jam 11s before they were released and Enzo's a very connected I was guy like, how did he get those how yeah. did he get those a week early He's probably he has a Twitter account that probably helps. Right. If you're if you're jealous, <laughs> I'm saying that's the. Uh, it might push me over. Um, I mean, I got a pair. I just had to wait a week. Oh well, yeah. uh, you have very little to complain about then. Yeah. Um, did, did you? Did, are you? Are, do you have any wrestling merch in your in any WWE merch in your in your rotation right now? Um, I always have some. I you know I have a lot of like the indie guys shirts from like PWG and stuff like sure. that. I have like I try to buy all Dolph's shirts. Like Dolph's a friend of mine. Um, oh, number one contender to the SmackDown title, yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, he has great. He has great merch. He they, does have good merch. They turned a corner when when that black, just simple DZ shirt that yeah. looks sort of like a band shirt. That's it's great. I've got to imagine that he took more of an active hand in the in the design because uh, it's like he's super into like hair, like hair metal and stuff. Like I went and saw Motley Crue and Poison with him. Like he's like he oh, actually. Really? Like he you went actually, and saw Motley Crue and Poison with Dolph Ziggler at the Hollywood Bowl. I'm so mad that I didn't know about that. I would have I would have paid money just to follow you guys creepily around it's all pretty day. Pretty good. Um, Poison was my first concert. Um, I was in like seventh awesome. grade. It was the coolest thing I've ever I'd ever done in my life. Um, I brought a banner like I, I, ma- I that painted said a Poison. Sheet. Yeah. In case they forgot their name. They filmed the video for Ride the Wind at that concert. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and like if you squint in one frame, there's like maybe there's a white space in the back in the crowd. That's great. Um I got uh the dudes at the dudes at homage that do all those like throwback wrestling shirts and like mm-hmm. various other stuff just sent me uh, a couple like some of their new ones and there's some like I don't th- what, I don't stuff. think I know this company. It's really cool. I mean you've seen it around. It's all these guys they have like the four horsemen shirts. And uh, it's just oh, like nice quality. Shirt. Like everybody at wrestling events is wearing this stuff now. But is this sold through WWE or no? No, they they licensed it from WWE, as I understand. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, uh, I gotta, I gotta get on that. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Well, well they they're they, that's when when um you're a basketball guy like yeah. when, when LeBron was wearing the Undertaker shirt after right. the thing. That's a, that's yeah. That's all. Uh, okay. All the apparently uh, yeah apparently the, the some somehow. Um, the the Cavaliers got a giant stack of of 
free homage gear, and they were just pimping it everywhere. So, did you talk about how um, LeBron like big time the Undertaker? Like, wouldn't come, when the Undertaker went to the Cavs game, LeBron wouldn't come out and say hi. Did you I didn't realize this? that he refused to say hi. I knew that, that he the, never came out. Like he wouldn't. Uh, Kevin Love's like the only guy that like came out and said hi to him. Well, Kevin Love, I think, is the wrestling fan of that team, and I think the uh, okay. LeBron is LeBron yeah. is uh, like le- was was more in it for the metaphor. Sure, um, but yeah, that is really crazy. I love that just there were sports writers that were referring to the Undertaker. Like, right. There's no. Oh ne- yeah, he never is mentioned by his name ever. Yeah, it's just we all know people like 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 respectable yeah. writers on Twitter. Just like the Undertaker <laughs> is here, uh, and he wasn't in costume or anything. So anyway. he was in costume. Oh, he, what? I think he was in costume. What? The Undertaker was dressed in the the duster and the hat. No. Yeah. How, how did I totally miss this? Yeah, he was like, and there was like a shot of him like standing around the locker room, you know, like with the, the, oh. with the outfit. If you on. show up in a duster and a hat, and LeBron, <laughs> like LeBron James, needs to come out and say hi. Just yeah, that's big timing. I totally missed that, man. I'm just I'm a terrible fan of wrestling and basketball. Um, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair, a 30 minute Iron Woman match, Iron Man match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. I mean, that's more of a bronze or silver man match, right? It, uh, yeah. 30 minutes. That's. I feel like there's matches 30 minutes every week. Uh, maybe not every week, but at pay-per-views, I think, you know, the big matches, yeah, 20 yeah. minutes. 20, 20 to 25 is not out of the picture. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think hour-long Iron Man matches even exist anymore. There's no way. I mean, it would have, be incredible. Imagine how depleted a card would have to be <laughs> for an hour to go to one thing. I think Lucha Underground did it one time. Yeah. But yeah, well, you can do a whole of. episode, and that makes yeah. it feel like a big deal. I mean, yeah. it would be a cool thing for Raw for them just to say, like, all right, it's 10 o'clock. Oh, We're man, just they going. should totally do that on Raw. Yeah, that's a good way to make me excited about three hours. Just two hours of regular Raw and one hour of an Iron Man match. Um, do you think that Sasha and Charlotte will swap the belt again? I hope not, because I feel like the swapping the belt so much has sort of made it seem kind of arbitrary like I don't know it, it like it feels like they keep missing all their big obvious moments of um of like when they should swap the belt but then they just keep swapping it anyway I, I feel like the uh, yes I agree with that I think that the that the story like if you if I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt then the storyline is the storyline they're trying to t- the story they're trying to tell is these are the two most elite women's athlete women female athletes in the world right and they're so evenly matched that you know it can't just be one of them it could holding go either way yeah, it could go either night. way on any given yeah. night but you're right the fact that like the moment that you think they should swap it they wait till the next week and then and it just keeps yeah like why did Sasha not win in Boston at Hell in a Cell yeah it's, like, it's it just it, seems weird if that's the story that they're telling they're doing it in a very kind of halting way like it's it's a little bit inscrutable which is not the way you should I mean this is a simple story to tell if that's what right. they're doing um, but yeah I think that I mean, they, they. I mean, we had the Hell in a Cell match, the uh, the the TLC. I mean, not the TLC. The Falls Count Anywhere match for mm-hmm. the title when that Sasha won it. Um, now we're in an Iron Man match. I, I mean, I, we're kind of running out of match options. If this feud carries on through WrestleMania, and I don't have any reason to believe it will, except that we're getting into that end game yeah. where you kind of have to, like, WrestleMania storylines are going to be set one month from now. Right. So. Uh, if it, if this carries on through, I don't know what they can do at WrestleMania to top Something it. Something on a pole. Match. Is the pole really that no Cole pun intended? Is the pole a step up? From this? <laughs> um, they, I mean, I, I'm sure there's something that I'm not thinking of, but we've been in the cage. We've I done. wish they'd bring back the uh, like the WCW gimmicks, like the the War Games and the Three Rings. Everybody and always says that, and the I double layer cage. I think at this point, it's it's got to be on the table. Because the reason why every the reason they've always given this totally legit. It's like a seating thing, it's right? A, yeah, it's a seating yeah. thing, and you and and it's not a, it's a thing you have to like. 
I know everything leaks in wrestling anyway, but like, but I think that people just look at the seating chart and they would know, in, in like six months in you know, advance. Honestly, though, I don't think they have enough guys on the roster to even have one of those three not, ring battle royals. Because like, not with the brand split. That's the best part of watching like the the WCW pay per views. It's just like seeing like, man, they had like three hundred guys on the payroll. Oh yeah, it's like Firebreaker Chip would get his chance <laughs> right. to shine in the match or whatever, and you'd be like, oh, I'm, this guy could totally plausibly win. <laughs> Um, we got to keep. We got to move. Um, the two big matches, obviously, Seth Rollins versus Chris. Well, what's your pick and Sasha Charlotte? Do you think you think Sasha will retain because you hope so? I don't know. I mean, it seems like they swap it every week or two, so I don't know. Maybe Charlotte's the way to pick. I, I I'm, it's going to be a good match. I think this is. I'm more excited about an Iron Man match than the Hell in a Cell match because I feel like they're they are very good at the the women's division in general, but these two in particular are very good at telling stories. And it, maybe we won't have as many spots that I feel like someone's about to die. To me, the 30-minute time limit is kind of, like, meaningless for an Iron Man. Like, I just don't... Because, like, the main event of most of the pay-per-view is 30 minutes long a yeah. lot of times. So, like, the 30-minute time limit seems kind of... Well, that were, takes away from it for me. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of... The, I understand why they can't do the hour, but I'm just saying it. Maybe that's WrestleMania. Maybe WrestleMania will just be... They'll just the cancel pre-show. everything else, and it'll just be a two-hour Iron Man match the, between the these The pre-show two. is an hour, 45-minute... That'd be great. ...time limit draw. Um, Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho. I think I like the way they've sort of segued into Rollins and Reigns versus Jericho and Owens. Yeah. And have it be two separate matches, and it doesn't feel like Rollins got demoted, and it kind of... Everything just sort of... It, I don't know. It, just, it, it And it does also doesn't feel like Reigns is... Being forced in our throats terribly. I don't know. It's, it's the weirdest thing on Raw this week though is when um at the end of it like when everybody's just booing you know Reigns as yeah. he's about to about to hit Kevin Owens and I'm like it's just at a certain point like the weird disconnect of like what the crowd all cheers for Owens and he's like his best friend is betraying him and now he's getting like double teamed and beat up by this like like great looking like monster man <laughs> like why is Kevin Owens the bad guy. <laughs> I have no idea. We're at a weird spot for like heel face alignments, yeah. even though like it's a little bit. We are in the sort of post heel era or the post whatever, but like it's it's very strange. Like well, on SmackDown right now, Dolph Ziggler and, and AJ Styles are going to be competing for the title in a match where like I think everybody watching wishes that like AJ was the face and Ziggler was the heel. Oh yeah, you know? well it would be way easier on both those guys probably. Sure. AJ's been great as a heel though. <clears throat> he's been really really good, but I think that like we're getting to the time. Dolph is just such a natural heel. Like he he's and they've well, never you know really him. Let you him. apparently know him very well. So <laughs> you, you 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 if he's a natural heel, you're the guy to ask. Uh well he's a very nice guy, but I mean he just like him like like when he won the the title when he cashed in the money in the bank sure. that time. Like that was the greatest yeah, I mean the crowd went wild, but it's okay to cheer for a big moment, even if yeah, that's not that's your true. your cup of tea. But I, I agree. I'm I mean, rooting for Dolph, but I'm biased. Yeah, the Roman Reigns thing is weird too, and especially on those rare occasions that they edit the edit the audio for on Hulu or yeah. on the web. It's just like why the Roman you? Reigns thing over the last like couple years is just so bizarre because it just it feels like they swim upstream so much like stuff like Roman Reigns would have been so great as a heel, like and then. And there's nothing better than when a heel gets so popular that they eventually turn. Like, it's like, that's what everybody used to do. Yeah. Like, Stone Cold, The Rock, everybody. Like, that was, like, the path. Yeah. And it's like they forgot how to do it. Well, when The Rock actually came out to help Roman Reigns. And, and they booed The and Rock. And they booed The Rock. And The Rock was just like, what the hell am I yeah. doing here? This doesn't make any sense. It's like, how do you not look at that and just immediately. and if, Just, like, turn him heel. Just try yeah. it. How do like, you? Why how not does it try? Not, it? How do you? How do you? How does that 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 part in the brain not go off for the creative team to say like, oh, 
this is what happened with The Rock 2. Or when, or when, Rollins, really when Rollins came back from injury and got the biggest pop in the world, like, why did they turn him? And then, and they, then waited they two spent months all and, this effort trying to turn him heel, and it never worked. And now they've tried to turn him back, and it hasn't really worked either. Yeah, it's tough. Now it's it's. So, I mean, I think part of it's that that they don't that it's more about just being characters and being faces or heels in WWE. But I mean, listen, Roman Reigns has been. I mean, he's working as a heel, but they're totally. still pushing him as a bait. I mean, he's fighting Kevin Owens in the main event of this pay per view. Yeah. You know, I think that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my fear is that they're is that they're placating Vince, whoever is calling the shots, and you know who just really wants Roman to get his WrestleMania moment as a babyface. It's and never going to work. It's never going to ne- work, and especially that WrestleMania crowd. What if WrestleMania ends with like Roman Reigns and John Cena both turning heel and like starting a new <laughs> NWO? It'd be the greatest. I'm thing. wearing this the, 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 the NWO <laughs> shirt right now, by the way. So. Um, that would that's that's all I'm gonna hope for from now on. I don't even want Cena to turn ever. Like at this point, yeah. But isn't he the model? Then isn't he the argument against turning Roman Reigns or like to or whatever? No, because I don't think Roman Reigns is like this beloved national figure. You know, like John Cena is like they don't have another John Cena. Like that's that's why the shows feel kind of like lesser than when he's not there because. Like they've got so many guys that are great, but they don't have like they're like Stone Cold Rockers. And, and Cena's the only guy that's ever sure. come close to being those guys. Like as far as just like mainstream appeal, like your mom knows who he is. Yeah, and it just doesn't feel like they have that guy. Is there any? I mean, certainly like we all we you know we can put Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and you know Kevin Owens is getting there on that sort of the upper tier. Um, Jericho being elevated back to the pseudo main event sort of helps, and and you know AJ and Dean on SmackDown are are close. I think I'm, they could. I think they could do it with the Miz. I think the Miz is doing the best. He's also a friend of mine, so I'm biased, but <laughs> I, I I literally I think he's doing the best stuff of his career. I mean, I think so too. I think he's like he's the MVP right now. Yeah, he's really oh, by really far, great for the last few months. Um, SmackDown was really cool this week, uh, him because uh, like all the eliminations in the well, I mean in the tag match, and, but also in that number one contenders match, like were surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I went in and I was and uh, I was just like, I think it's gonna be for some reason. I felt like it was gonna be Dolph because like or Schmaz because it just seemed like they're not gonna. I always assume it's gonna be a Schmaz. Yeah, um, I was sort of scared it would just be Ambrose again. I'm tired. I don't. I'm not a big Ambrose fan. I, I I go back and forth between like being deeply invested. My girlfriend, my girlfriend, not a big wrestling fan before dating me either, but and she actually didn't watch when we dated for the longest time. Um, but she's been watching over the past few months, and she said to me last night, she was just like, you know what, Dean? When I first saw Dean Ambrose, and this is like three months ago, it's like when I first saw him, I thought he was just like the grossest guy <laughs> I'd ever seen. I never wanted to look at him again. But the more I watch, the more I love him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't feel that way. Yeah, I don't I, know. No, it was interesting to hear that point of view, though. His like, he looks like an old screamo guy. Like, I just don't. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't. They've never. You know what it is? It's also like they've never followed through with like the logical like progression of like what you do with that gimmick of like he's got to be an actual like crazy person, fucking maniac. He's got to be well, ma- he's got to be Terry <laughs> Funk or something. You know, he's got to like I mean, maim someone. The, I think that we got to get out of here, but I think that the the, the 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 wrestler you were looking to compare him to was probably Maniac Matt Bourne, who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> who nicely Bringing puts a back. bow on this on the podcast. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think Terry Funk would be um, 
uh, would be the right. It would be a perfect. I mean, everybody should emulate Terry Funk. Sure. Um, I saw there was. I saw the the Funk Brothers had a star on the Walk of Fame. I'm, I'm pretty they sure they do. It's not. It, there there are other Funk Brothers in the world. Oh. There's no way that like even if Terry Funk. <laughs> you don't from think his, it's, it's Dorian? I know. Even <laughs> if Terry Funk got we somehow got it because he was a stuntman or whatever. There's right. no way that anybody else. Or just for Roadhouse. Um, yeah, they're they're they're. Uh, I think they're Motown stars. Um, or yeah, Detroit-based session musicians. That would agreeing. make more sense. That, that would make, make more sense. sense. I just like I took a photo though. I just like to think that the fun, that, that Terry and Dory have a spot, <laughs> have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame alongside you know Donald Trump and Vince McMahon. He's got all mangled. Yeah, yeah. They got to have like yeah, just got to have like security out there all the time. Um, anyway, we got to get out of here. Are you excited about Roadblock? Are you going to watch Roadblock? He's going to have it on in the bathroom I mean, I'm while you're watch doing it. other like, stuff. Like, look, they've got me at this point. You know what? I, like I said the other day, like I was like, you know what? If this show doesn't doesn't pick up and get better soon, I'm not. I'm only going to watch another fifteen or twenty years before I. Like I'm. I'm. I've always watched it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Like they don't even have to worry about me. I'm going to watch it. I guess I'm excited. You should play sure. hard to get. Maybe they'll fly you out there to WrestleMania again and give you the red carpet. Um, if it was in Tampa, I'd go. I feel like Tampa's the promised land. That's like wrestler heaven, you know. It is wrestler heaven. If it was in Tampa, I'd go. What? Uh, do you have anything you need to plug before we get out of here? No, not really. Um, I have a, a show coming out in like April, but I feel like that's so far away. It's what's it called? I'm dying up here. Be on Showtime. Right. Um, so if anybody, if anybody's listening to this in April of 2017, people do that sometimes. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's, Pod, all I that's got. what podcasts are great for. You can just listen to them. I mean, I don't know why people listen to a wrestling podcast. It's about this week <laughs> in wrestling, but people do, and I love them for it. Um, anyway, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, this man. was a lot of fun. Thank everybody for listening. Thanks to. Uh, um, to for your insight into traditional championship wrestling, let's, we got to figure, figure this, this thing out, out, man. We do. I, let's look into this. Everybody listening to this, uh, never forget Doink the Clown, and more importantly, never forget Maniac Matt Born, humanoids. Hi, I'm Ben Lindbergh from the Ringer MLB Show, and on this week's episode, Michael Bauman and I talked to Cleveland Indians coach Sandy Almar Jr. about his team's 2016 pennant, his two heartbreaking World Series losses, the crazy clubhouses he played in in the 90s, and manager Terry Francona's extremely disgusting gum chewing, among many other topics. You can subscribe to the Ringer MLB Show on iTunes by going to itunes.com slash the ringer, or find us wherever you get podcasts.